Cheers to Cheers retirement. Speechless, honestly. As I uh, chug my diet mixed <laughs> berry flavored green tea, what are you? Uh, what are you tossing back there? I got me a nice cold cerveza, eight oh five. Eight oh five. Yes. Tell me about it. It's basically like a. I don't know. I call it the. Excuse me. There we go. <laughs> We're starting off on fire. <laughs> hey, hey! The first interview since officially announcing your retirement. Yeah. So, it's like a Corona, but IPA kind of a twist to it. It's it's very enjoyable, especially hey, on a pull that thing day. off there or push it in closer. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> it's like a big clown nose for a microphone. Okay, so. We had talked about doing this before the World Finals, and um, people are not going to understand this, but our schedules are stupid. Yes. Stupid crazy out here. So we didn't get it done the first weekend. The three days off, we didn't get it done. It worked out tonight. And I got to say that this is now twice that we've been up past midnight before we started a podcast. This is like so out of my element. I'm getting used to it. I'm I'm glad one of us is because... (laughs) But just a couple of hours ago was the actual presentation for your quote unquote official retirement until you make a Tom Brady moment and come back out of retirement and all that jazz. Man, if there was a surgery out there, I could get back there. I I would do it, but fortunately not. So, okay. So catch me up to speed on, on the neck. How bad is it? Basically, I seen the doctor or surgeon at views my neck in august there tonight and he just went over all the protocol things and strength testing and i still got a little bit of nerve damage going down my left arm a little bit so i'll have to go get x-rays um probably monday or so and have him look at them and then we'll go from there so who knows maybe a surgery i don't know yeah they think maybe they can get some of that feeling back I uh, just, yeah, take away the tinglingness because if I put my head like straight up and look up at the big screen all night, my left arm will get tingles all the way Golly. down. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's real. Where <laughs> were we at when we did the last podcast? Does anybody know? Duluth. Duluth. And I, you notice I was looking at the girls because yeah. I, I can't remember where we were at. So, so obviously a lot's changed since then. Yeah. Um, We'll get into that a little later because you son of a bitch, you made me cry tonight. Uh, oh, I hate that. I, I'm a cr- oh, I hated it myself, dude. I know. Um, I'll tell you the truth. I was feeling some type of way all day. You knew at the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. I ever had a lot on my yep on my uh, yeah, shoulders. I like I was tense all day, and I come back. We went and worked out, and went and ate some pho after that. And pho, pho, yeah. What the foe? Yeah, it's you gotta try it, man. I I think that's what isn't that what you Megan always tries to get me to eat, foe? dude. Like it like revive you. Well, I isn't it like just soup, S- just noodles, meat, and like soup, broth. Yeah, it just doesn't sound that good to me. Put enough sriracha in there. Tastes you can't good do enough. spicy, man. Oh well, I then. know, I know. Like I don't know. Then it's hard. It's hard for me. Hey, uh, we were. We'll get back to tonight, but this was the official night, and so I'll be honest with you. 
as you were getting ready to walk up on stage, you were right in front of the announcer stand. I was like, hey, let's do that podcast tonight because I was trying to distract you and myself from bawling. <laughs> like I was just trying to like not cry and and like, hey, let's go. Hey, let's do a podcast tonight. So my brain would go somewhere else because yeah. I knew that I was about to have to talk over a highlight video of your career. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, like little tricks of the trade. Oh, yeah. And I knew I was about to lose it. So I was like, hey, let's do a podcast tonight. After the perf, like we'll do a podcast. Honestly, not thinking too much about it, but I was like, just let's have a little interaction so that I don't think about getting ready to have yeah. to talk over this video. And then obviously video plays or whatever. But I'll ask you this. So I remember the day in Thackerville and how excited everybody else in the locker room was. Before we get to all that, let's talk about the guy that you should share the stage with tonight. Fabiano. Yes. If you just tell me tell me your thoughts on Fabiano. It's it's worse than my story, honestly. I just mean it's, as a human. Pre I, I'm just pre injury. Saying. Oh, as a human pre injury, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, because we talk guy, a lot about him, but that guy is a life. Like, they couldn't just, Grover couldn't have said a better <clears throat> lifting up the locker room like that, yeah. and the life of the locker room, and always joking around, and he's he just never knew what he was going to say. He's like that Chase Outlaw, the Brazilian. That's, That's a how really would, good way to put it. Yeah, and he just kept it. He just never knew what he was going to say, and he kept you on your feet. It's one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. I don't yeah. really know what he would say most of the time. Yeah, half the time you don't really know because he gets so excited. And it'd be half Portuguese, half American, and like, what? <laughs> we yes. call that English. Yeah, we call it English. English American. It's all the same. Whatever. <laughs> At this point of the day, it's all the same. It's yeah. It's, it's almost one in the morning. We just started this podcast. We've had a long day. I uh, started in the stockyard, so a lot of people now watching are going to know that on the pre-shows and stuff, kind of dipping your toes into a little TV stuff, yeah. having fun. I, I'm enjoying it, honestly. Like, it's it's been fun, and it's been easy, to be honest. Like, yeah. I can just, if I'm myself and trust my knowledge yep. and just relay what I see, don't. Don't put too much thought into it. That's how I approach it, and it's been going smoothly, and I've, I've been enjoying it. Well, and you can almost kind of take your quote-unquote expert hat out of it sometimes and just be a fan. Yeah, true. And I got to ex experience that on behind the shoots this, this weekend, helping Keyshawn and Dakota and Brady Olsen and Cody Jesus. Like, it's, it's cool to be a fan, and it's nice to see this race and – to not have any skin in the game, it's yeah. a, a different look. Do, do you now, because I'll never understand what it's like to be a bull rider. I'll never understand the thought process, the mindset, any of that stuff. Um, I th We've talked. I, I got on one, and it was the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> but I'll never understand that. Is it <clears throat> is it like a weight lifted off of you to know that you don't have to focus on taking care of your ride and that you can just kind of enjoy being there for everybody else? Yeah, it's... It's totally different, like, showing up here, doing a pre-show, and then I'm sitting in the locker room, and I'm, like, feeling myself getting jacked up, and I'm, like, what are you doing? Like, we can relax. We don't yeah. we don't need to get the motor running anymore. Like, you can just, like you said, enjoy it and take it all in, and I'm, like, <laughs> pacing in the locker room. Just I'm, like, 
stretching out. I'm like, dude, chill out. Like, <laughs> just enjoy this. And yeah, it's it's been a little bit of a change. All every day gets a little bit easier to. It just comes naturally. Just kind of be around it. Yeah, I think that that's the thing, though. Like, man, I've got, I've got some friends that have been forced out of the sport that have haven't been on a bull in a year or two or three, and still throw their rigging bag in every once in a while because it just kind of comes natural to them and it's, yeah. it's part of them. But I think that you've got so many things going that it should be easy for you to transition out of that. Hopefully. Yeah. No, you want to get down to that, the transitioning part? Yeah. Whatever, I mean, whatever you want to talk about. This is this is a I don't know where you want to go. I, open I, we, forum. Um, we are can you, go you talking back. about what's next or what? Oh, we you just go me. back of me getting the news and transitioning how where I am right now. It yeah. was pretty remarkable, honestly, because I got that news after the Global Cup. Right, which was on in the end of February, first of March, first of March sixth. I know. Okay, March sixth. Yeah, um, and yeah, went in like in the back of my head. I kind of was worried that I was going to get this news, and I'm like, shit. You know, like just like I am talking about, I get like I don't know, just eerie about it, and went in, and sure enough, he's like, you're done, like. He's, have you seen the Matrix? And I was like, yes. He's like, you've dodged two bullets with the falling on your head in Milwaukee and the Global Cup from being paralyzed from the ears down. And this is post-initial break, right? Yeah. This is after you've broke your neck yes. already and you've landed on your head twice. Yeah. I and think I caught you in the locker room one day and said, don't do that shit anymore. Yep. Because it was scaring me. Yes. And so he says, dodge the bullet. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you're taking this pretty easy. I'm like, I kind of had a feeling like yeah. shit wasn't right. And I got my shit out of there and I hit the elevator and <laughs> I called her and started crying. Yeah. And it's, that was the toughest yeah, well, it, it, because it's one thing to just say I don't want it anymore. It's one thing to say, look, I my head's not in the game, but like this is different, and I'll, I'll try to make this as easy as I can because you, like we're at the World Finals, and you've now officially retired, and you're still in the top 25 in the world. So It's crazy. Point is, a lot of guys will start to fickle out. A lot of guys will keep trying and keep trying and keep trying and come to the realization that they're just not good enough anymore. You never have to come to that realization now. Like that's no. the cool you like you won an event this season. You're in the top twenty five in the world at the end of the year and you've missed most of the year. Um but but I mean you think about it, how many of our friends have had to retire because they couldn't ride any bulls anymore, much less win an event in their last month or two of their career. True. Like that's a good way to look at it. You know, be positive about it, but <clears throat> at that point in time I was everything got ripped away from me. Yeah. And to be honest, yeah, I felt I got uh, feelings as when I my mom passed away, and it, I did not like it. Yeah. 
and we went home. I literally, we cried for two days straight. But got on the phone, got on with a therapist, and just immediately trying to move forward and stay busy with that. Okay, so talk me through that. Is it a heartbreak? Is it a pissed off? Is it a little of everything? That's where we're at, like, after the two days and of crying, of just grieving, of not riding bulls again. It's tough. I will always have that itch. It happened, like, two weeks later. I got that drop barrel in my... Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> that 805? 805. Coming in clutch. Yeah. Um, got that drop barrel in there, and I just... I had to sit on it to feel it again. Yeah? And I started crying. Like, just because... It, damn it. I st- stopped talking about that shit. No, but I mean... Okay, and so... You you talk a lot and you even mention it tonight. Here, here's here's another reason why I want to do this podcast. Because first of all, Scott Grover, I love him. Yeah, it, but it's it's hard to put everything into when when you got sixty seconds and we're doing everything in in the middle of a break or whatever. It, it's hard to put it into words and, yeah. and to express like what we're trying to get across. Um, and so Scott's on a, you know, he's in a bad spot but i also know you want to talk about her yeah sierra's sitting there i saw like and she has been a godsend she's she's saved me you talk about it (laughs) man like that's what this is that's what this is making up for the time we didn't have during the show (laughs) uh it was it's been amazing because, like I said, we got back and went to therapy and just kept the ball rolling and looking for any avenue and every avenue possible and leverage what I had. Like I said, I just won an event a month ago and took third two other times. And, like, it was, it was fun. Right. It was fun. It was two months. It was a blast. And, like, it was crazy. I was, I won Chicago. I legit went back, drove Uber and Lyft the next, that right. next week. And. No little people? Like, no, yeah, yeah, no little people okay. this time. Okay, all right. Um, but, like, I didn't give, like, I didn't enjoy it until L.A. I went and actually spent some money on myself. And yeah. It was like, good job. Yeah, yeah. And then, shit, two weeks later. You get caught up in the moment of, of okay, I got to keep working. I got to keep doing this. I got to yeah. keep working. That you, you forget sometimes that, and I don't know why I keep saying this, but it's like like we're living in these legendary times right now, and we're going to look back and go, man, I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I got to hang with these people. But yet we rarely just stop and soak that in. That's Every cold. once in a while, what? That's going to be cold. That it sounded cold. That was a pretty loud pop. They might have heard that downstairs. <laughs> I like where we're at. So uh, to set the stage and the scenario here, we are just a few feet above everybody that's down in the hotel lobby, and they have no idea we're up here. Like I wish I could live my life like this, just hovering above everybody. Yes, you, you good? 
I just got a burp, man. It's that good. Is it that good? 805. 805. All right. So so they've been with you for a minute now? <sighs> Four years, I think. Really? Yeah. They a few make, years? They treat me like family. They've been really? Great. Yes. How, like, uh, how did that whole deal come up? Uh, just my agent seen it on a drag racing, and there was ne- they're out of California there, yeah. and so they just drove down, and called, and got to meet up with the headquarters, and pitched We're- a deal of the Firewalker, and the head brand is Firestone Walker, so it's a pretty cool little deal, yeah. and Shoot they liked my vibe, I guess, and I'm oh, looking at the can cool. now, and so so they weren't bull riding fans beforehand. No, never. Had they ever seen it? Mm, I don't. I don't think so. Really? Like they're more of a surfing and motocross yeah. brand, and like Harley's, like just That's chill cool. vibe. That's super cool. But yeah, they did it like they call it these authentico videos. You go on YouTube and stuff. Like yeah. they did a little background story back in like like 19 or something or 18. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. And then they're talking about maybe doing a little documentary on. My life here. Uh oh. Yeah, we'll oh, you think the tears are flowing? Uh, now. I I told them I. Wait till they stop have, and force you to talk about things. I have some. I have a good. I have a story for sure. You you have an amazing story, and so I, I've spent the last three days with a lot of up and coming athletes, the Western Sports Foundation, and telling stories, listening to stories, talking about the importance and the benefits of like sports psychologists and everything. Is that something that like? Like you think, could, do you ever see you going and talking to other athletes about the importance of things like that? I never thought of it, but wow. well, I would like to do it because it's like you're saying, it's important yeah. to do that because <clears throat> there's a lot I've learned yeah. through trial and error and yeah. shoot, there's a lot I still don't know. And like you, the sports psychology stuff. Like you said, I just tapping into that just basically for my retirement. And, mm-hmm. it, like, it's helped me so much. That's why I'm able to be here today and cry and feel my emotions and also be happy and enjoy yeah. this. Yeah. Because I won't, I won't ever have one again. Right. Well, look, I cry. Like, everybody makes fun of me because I'm a crier now. The older I get, the the more I cry, hey, and everybody laughs, and it's just kind of, look, it took me years to get to a point where I was okay with that, and now it's funny because I'm the guy that cries all the time, but it's not always, like, sad. It's like, like there's, I get super emotional. I promise you Can by I the end of the World story? Finals. Yeah. All right. So this year, like, when I was riding, I started reading books, and like I told you, and the one one thing I didn't tell you about, I got like the I love documentaries like the one where it's Tom Brady's and dude I got soaked up in this thing and I was watching it all night binge watching it and <laughs> excuse me and she wakes up and I'm just bawling my eyes out and she's like are you okay and I'm like yeah yeah I'm good just it's you got to watch this. It's it's a good one. Like it's, I just, Freaking Tom Brady's a stud. Dude, it's the one on his family, man. Go watch it. Man in the arena. If you, if you don't get emotional about family and the people that are there, look, 
we have all had these times. My wife can tell you we've we've had these conversations where I was ready to quit everything in in the not so distant past. Hell like yeah. it hadn't been that long. I was ready to pack it up and go home and stay home. Huh? Yeah, it <laughs> might have been yesterday. Hey, hey. But it happens. But like real life comes in and it's like, yeah, I'm done. Like I I need to go home, stay home. I like yeah. I I'm looking at different life paths and everything. We're crying and everything, and, and and then you sit down and you you really start to kind of flesh things out. Look at the bigger picture. The big picture, and like, you, oh you shit, like I should be thankful. Well, and you realize that the people that are on that journey with you are so ridiculously important. And then when you realize that, if you don't get emotional, we're not the same, man. Oh yeah, like. It w- if I didn't meet her and be with her and have her, she, I'll give her to her. She has a way of delivering her message to me of not a passive way. And I can understand it. And I don't know. We talk, we have a lot of long talks, mm-hmm. driving and stuff. That get, we, I think it's just because <clears throat> our childhood drama is kind of similar and we can relate to that and us both being native we can connect on that level yeah. and it's i don't know we're, we're we're best friends heart to hearts oh yeah we do that like that's the best part of traveling with somebody like that it is and i feel bad for friends that are like how do you spend 12 or 14 hours with somebody that close I, how do you not i <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to talk bad to anybody, but my previous relationships, I've never felt this way. Right. And right. it's, I, I see what people are talking about. Yeah. It, it's, it's real. And if you find a person for you and yeah. you guys connect, like it's, it's a thing. 100%. If I have to spend one night away from her, like I am that annoying, sappy. I'm the chick in our relationships. I, I've been told that twice today by two different people, <laughs> two different men, both law enforcement officers. So I'll take it. Uh, I'm the chick in our relationship. I'm the guy that gets emotional, that gets moody. That if we're away from each other for 24 hours, or I have to spend a night away from her, I'm the guy that's like, I miss you. I, I'm so sick. I want to come home. Like I'm just done. Um, I'm leaving everything to come home. Like like I'm that guy. Yeah. I just can't hang it. I'm. And I ain't even going to try to be tough about it. <laughs> come here. Come here. Come oh, here. goodness. Come here. It's okay. Here we go. I was going to say, when he travels without me, he sends me the hotel he's going to stay at. And then I send him, like I Uber eats him food. Because otherwise, if I'm not there, he won't eat. Hold on a second. Oh, Are you taking notes? come on. Are you taking notes? Yeah, that's right. I'd have to let her stay home before. But uh, I will say, like, even in the beginning stages, like, like Megan would do that. She'd be like, "I know your back's hurting, or you're you're getting headaches, or something. Yeah. I'm gonna send like a massage therapist to your room, yeah. or I'm gonna send food to your room, things like that. Like, I'm sappy. Like that stuff's cool to me. But you can call me whatever. But that's that's how you want to be loved. Yeah, and that's how she shows 100%. it to you and. We all need it. Yep. And like you said, call me sap or whatever. Like, we all want it. 
Don't yeah, be. Don't absolutely. Be. <laughs> Everybody just wants to be loved. Exactly. I, and I don't care how tough you try to be. Yeah. Um, let's get into the career. When you look back now, because obviously it's from a different perspective, I'm going to bring up two events, Thackerville, Oklahoma, Chicago, Illinois. Which one is bigger now looking Chicago. back? Why so? Because I dominated there. Oh, I rode all four bulls, and I couldn't have done anything better. In Thackerville, I fell off one, and I just I considered I got lucky. Thackerville was your first win on the UTB Tour, correct? St. Louis, is, I consider mine. Oh, because that's the whole like point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's so another one. That, that's that's that, another one that was perfect on, and I just got outscored. I guess you could call it. Which doesn't make any sense because you got beat by somebody that bucked off, right? Yeah, Kaiki only rode three. I was the only guy ride all four of my bulls. Okay, so so let's go back because before the new point structure was implemented, you received points for how you placed in the round, correct? Yeah. And so if a guy finished second in the round he got more points than a guy that finished outside the top seven or eight yeah basically if you win rounds you if you could they had it set up if you won three rounds and the guy who like i did only placed a couple right times but rode all your bulls but rode all job, my bulls the way you're my supposed job, to what you're supposed to the guy who wins the rounds will win the event because they're trying to get the whole take in the re-ride whole bullshit whatever you want to yeah. call it yeah no 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 I, I i agree because that pissed me off it you can't you can't have a guy ride all of his bulls and get beat by a guy that gets bucked off one like yeah. i'm sorry just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me but no that that tech in my no offense against any the no, guys that won no, or anything uh-uh. like that's just just the that, reality of it in my head that's that's my first win that good for you good for you um but thackerville "Quote unquote." Now the first official win yeah. of your career, a million degrees outside. Oh, dude, I dreaded that place. And then it was a I million s- below in Chicago. We all hated Thackerville, dude. I know. I told Sierra like, there's places I love to go, and I wish I won them, but I won in Chicago, and I don't care to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the wintertime. No, I don't sir. want to go there in the summertime. I don't <laughs> care. Will you pick the prettiest time of year in Chicago, and I'm okay not going. <laughs> yeah. It's not a city that I'm just like, man, dying to go back to. Me neither. I, I have been there. I've seen a lot of cool things, met some great people, but eh, I'm good with yeah, it. Me too. Um, But, yeah, obviously big win. The the I, the I What I think was – Going to be your best season ever. Oh, it's us fixing on when trying to shape up for the world title because that's going into the season. The whole <clears throat> mentality of taking it as a professional athlete, just focusing in on myself and doing my thing, like not doing interviews and sticking you up on. I was just getting ready to say, I like Thackerville better because <laughs> we were still friends back then. I didn't get the snub. I didn't get the just walk on by like I did in Chicago. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the last episode. Yeah. Super funny, uh, especially in retrospect. It, it, one of those just quirky, awesome moments that you were in the zone, dude. Yeah, and that was the way 
you can see it now. That's how Cody Jesus is. He's just, and I've been talking to him. I was like, just enjoy it, man. Like, yeah, <clears throat> don't don't put too much thought into it. You're riding bulls. Just keep what you're doing and keep it simple and yeah. enjoy this because it's easy. And he's like, it is. I'm like, you damn right it is. When you keep it that simple, yeah. Let's talk about that because now we're four round. We're four rounds through the world finals. Yep. We're halfway through. We've seen the rank pin twice. <laughs> We've seen, you know, a couple of guys be perfect. Cody Jesus, one of them. What's the big thing that sticks out to you about what we've seen so far? Just what I just said about Cody Jesus. Yeah. Excelling off the velocity finals, taking that momentum from there. And then he's comfortable. Yeah. You can see it. He's calm. He's He likes the congratulations, but he's like, I know I did a good job. He knows that. Like, he's not wanting someone to congratulate him. He... He knows he did a good job. He's expecting yes, to do good. Exactly. Which is not always the case. It's hard to... That's the other thing with this whole sports psychology. that A lot of guys got to tap into that because the whole short round thing when in my career, I blew it up, put him on a big pedestal. And there's a lot of other head games other guys deal with, I know. But nobody talks about it. And... If you talk it through with somebody and figure out how to control your emotions, like I did a breathing technique where I could bring my heart rate down. Right. And I told you in the last one, it was yeah. a four, four, four. And like it does, I did it before I got on the stage tonight. Yeah. Tried Shit, not I to wish cry. you reminded me. I would have done that too. <laughs> oh, I needed that. But like it's like just stuff like that where nobody's thinking about that side yeah. like our sport is so far behind like i can't remember who i was talking to about those rings and the circadian rhythm and how big sleep is for athletes yeah. now and you know bull riders I bet you 90 percent are out there drinking right now i just watched one of them walk across the street yeah. headed out with yeah so yeah. like the sleep hole thing is crazy and the one I just watched walk across the street, I won't name any names, but he's been on the podcast and he knows exactly how I feel about this. When he goes to bed at night, he kicks ass. Yeah. Proved it this week. But when he starts going out and having extracurricular activities or doesn't get the rest, he's not fully I think, I don't even know ready who, and who prepared. By, but I, think I, know you're I, bet, I guarantee about. you could guess. Um, he things start to creep up and get in a guy's way. This is not a sport yeah. where you can allow those things to get in your way. Little things like getting enough rest, little things like getting in your own way mentally. You can't and do it here. Like you're saying about Sierra by my side and the change it all that is, but the backstory is her sister's PT trainer mm -hmm. and that elevated my game a shit ton. And then I got into a yoga lady and then it just kept on. You need a, what we call the village to freaking keep you going. And you need to have those people. And that's the thing. If you want to really get deep down into my story, if you go look back at my thing, I had burst on the scene in 13, 14, kind of got got to world finals. Then 15, I'm ninth in the world, ended up ninth in the world. But I had my whole community, my whole family, everybody backing me. Mm-hmm. And then we had some family issues after that. And then I slowly fade and try to fight with that. And I didn't even think about it at the time. And the only reason I'm thinking about it now is because what I know now by going to therapy. 
yeah. and how much it helped me. And you don't realize that those, those outside distractions are bigger big, than what you realize. Way bigger impact than what you think they are. Why in the hell is it so hard for athletes to understand that? Or, or more importantly, to listen to a guy like you or Cody Lostro or Colby Yates, like guys... Lowstro won a world title. Colby Yates always tells guys like, hey, I had the talent and the ability. I was a dumbass. And I, yeah. I did all these other things and didn't didn't have my head on right. Like, why is it so hard for guys to say, they're right, I'm going to try it? Change, man. Just yeah. like the world today. Uh, it's crazy to me because you look at guys like Jose that figure it out early. And yeah, and just excel. They dominate. Yeah, they excel. They excel. Um, do you think the teams is going to help that? I don't know. Because I'm, I'm telling you what you know, I'm... It all depends on what what the owners and the coaches want to do with their team and what their what their moto, motive is and how they want to conduct themselves, I think, will be a big part on how the team is. So I think it's half and half. And this is just me spitballing. Uh, I do know... There are multiple teams that are going to implement these training programs like that deal with fitness, but also bring in sports psychologists, and that's all going to be part of their their overall team process. Mm-hmm. And personally, I think it's going to change the game for a lot of guys, not just in the teams, but I think they're going to be able to develop themselves to when they come back around as a singles competition, they're going to excel. I think they're going to be forced into some of these things, and that's where I don't. Benefit of. That's where I. It could go the other way. You think they'll? I'm not resent. I don't know. It just it depends on the rider. I don't yeah. know. Like I talked. She talked to me about going to see a therapist. <clears throat> I don't know. Probably yeah. about six months before, maybe eight. Yeah. Before I actually went. Yeah. And it's just like I said, the way she delivers it, she never made it to where she's like you need to go she's like i think you got some stuff you need to talk about and with somebody and somebody that has nothing to do with anybody and that made me think about maybe i do i don't know it's but at the end of the day it was gonna hurt me to try something different yeah and that's where i don't know if these guys are gonna be that willing open-mindedly to do that because it's (laughs) i'm telling you once You get in that room and you start tearing back some hard, some shit. It's yeah, yeah. I I can imagine stuff flows and it's it's not it's crazy, but but when it's it's, it's scarier. I would climb on a bull any day before doing that again. Really, just just because it was scary. Emotional. I'm not gonna lie. And everything, I was sweating. My palms were freaking sweaty. I was. Scared I was going to be crying, and then next thing you know, I am crying, and I, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I'm so like, out of my element. I'm supposed to be a tough bull rider, man. Like, Right, right. Like, that's the only thing I know I'm good at. But does it help once you get through it? Oh, yes. Like, and just goes back, like, today of telling everybody, announcing my retirement. Yeah. That's another thing, like. After Global Cup, one person knew what was going on. It was Keyshawn, and I told him. I couldn't call him. I just texted right. him. I'm done. 
she did a lot of talking in between of people and like I need a lot of solitude because I needed to handle this the way I yeah. handle stuff. <clears throat> but it's shit. Now I even forgot what I was talking about. Talking about like like finding out and trying to explain to like Keyshawn and those guys that oh yeah like the telling everybody about me not being around like guys ask me are you you healing good like and I'm like when you coming back yeah that's everybody's question like it was Keyshawn was the first one he knew about it right away next one was Derek yeah when you come back but how you feeling I'm like fuck like yeah I gotta break his heart yeah because these are the guys you spend all your time with yeah Webster like Cooper Vaughn like it's just yeah and then today now I can walk around everybody knows and it's yeah just a weight lift off my shoulders and that's just after therapy like you couldn't like I felt like I could run 10 miles yeah like it was a high I've never felt before can I tell you and now that that you say that I can I consciously never ask a guy when they're coming back never ask a guy when they're coming back I don't think you ever have and I won't because it's I always ask how you feeling? And if you want to tell me I should be back in six weeks, great. I don't ever want somebody to be put on the spot of having to deal with what you just said. So I'll never ask anybody when they're coming back because I think it's similar to like when a, a guy and a girl get in a relationship. First question everybody says, oh, when you're having kids. Yeah. What happens if we can't? Exactly. What happens if, 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 there's, we have no idea. if there's medical issues that you don't know about? Now, all of a sudden, you're making somebody think about that, fester up all these feelings. And so I never want to put somebody in that position. To, well, when you're coming back, I don't know if I am. Now's not the time to go through those emotions. Just yeah. like, and, and so anyways, yeah, I, I just always consciously in, never ask that question. In their defense, they, they're just... They care. Want, they're caring and they want care. to know where you're at, man. Like, yeah. But is they miss you. Like that that's right. Like that's and right. it's like fuck, like, I miss you guys too. Yeah. Like shit. Yeah. Well, it took me took me years in my career to actually get to a point where I can now I can tell a guy that cuz I didn't think, yeah. But now I I'm good saying, "Hey man, miss you." Yeah. Just miss you being around. Yeah. Like I'm good with that now. Yeah, it's And I still think I'm tough. I mean, <laughs> shit, I wore a badass Wrangler shirt tonight that looked like it came straight out of 1976. And black Wranglers, I looked good tonight. Let's say what I, it is. I haven't. I didn't see your outfit tonight, but I've seen you in the black Wranglers before. What? And you man, did. you you look uh, this shirt. This shirt. I I this shirt. You look was good. Like, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not gay. This shirt. <laughs> look at this shirt. Look at this shirt. Oh, I've seen you wear that one. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Um, what what's next? What are you getting into? I know. I know. We talked a little bit about the TV. You're enjoying that. Yeah. Um. What else you getting into? I don't know. I want to. I don't want to get in. Maybe I want to get into coaching because I want to eventually get into coaching. Yeah. Because right now I'm no joke. I'm, I'm helping Connor Halverson just because. Yeah. Um, I went down to the combine there they had in Pueblo and all the coaches were there and they were talking to whoever they want. Like they just not nobody was paying attention to him and it kind of bothered me. Because I know he's a decent enough rider with a little bit of help in the right direction. Connor? Connor Halverson. Yeah, I know. But, like, 
to me, that's a kid that's super young, got yeah. a ton of talent. There's just a few little things that if somebody takes him and puts him in the right path, yeah, kid's got the goods. Yeah, I think that's that's what I thought too. And like none of the coaches were like they're taking guys to interviewing them or whatever they're doing. I don't honestly know. Yeah, but it just pissed me off as I told him, "Hey, you come to my house, I'll get." Sierra's sister, write you a program. We'll figure out where you're weak, where we can make you stronger, and I'll get you into yoga. And his hamstrings are tight as shit, I guess. So yeah, we've been working on that and and just little things with his free arm because he don't ride bad. He just needs, like you said, a little bit of guidance. And yeah, it's it's been a great crutch for me to transition, I guess. Stepping still away, staying involved. Yeah, uh, that that's cool. So that's something that like you could see yourself doing. Yeah, that's awesome because I think that um, this is going to continue to evolve. I think that there's guys. You don't have to be a fucking. Sorry, I just said that. That was real yeah, talk I, coming I, out. Hey, I, I said that. I, yeah, I try not to, but but that's the reality of us being up past one o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> and that's just us. So, anyways, but you don't have to be a a, a freaking three time world champion or four time world champion to be able to convey what's good, what's not good, how to fix things. And, and I think that the biggest thing is you have to be passionate about the sport, and you obviously still have that, and that's not going away. No, it's not. Like, um, the one thing I miss the most probably is breaking down myself, like my rides. Yeah, and learning. Are you a guy that went back and watched watched video and? Oh, I watched. Kisses. She just. She just. She just rolled out. I did. I got like. I got. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. After he rode, I would wake up at like 3 in the morning, and he would still be watching his video. I would go to sleep at 10, he was watching it. I'd wake up at 3 a.m. still watching it. At least it was his video and not Tom Brady films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just constant old old videos. That's cool. Uh, man, I, that's that's the other part of it where I need. I think these guys need to – Think about what they're feeling, yeah, in the moment of that ride. Because what I figured out is I think I need to do a shit ton more than what I really think or what I really need to do. And in my head, gotta be 90, so I gotta be doing a lot of shit to be doing be 90. But in reality, sometimes the, the less you do, the more the better off you are, and you can. Like, I don't know, it's... Overthinking. Yes, it clicks better, and I talked to Andrew about it a little bit. Just go back to when you were riding good, like, what you were thinking while you were on the bull. Yeah. Like, what's going through your head? If nothing's going through your head, then don't think about anything. Yeah. If whatever's going through your head, run that through your head a million times and just get in that zone again. I love being around that guy. Andrew. He's, I love him. I love him to death. But if if you get another guy that overthinks too much together, them two together, it could be bad. 
Yeah, trust me. It should be really bad. Because we'll take a 30-second conversation, and we'll turn it into three hours later. We've solved the world's problems, but still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I've I've spiraled off. Yeah. <laughs> and just on theory shit that he gets into, I'm like, gosh, <laughs> damn, dude. Now you got me believing a little bit, and I'm questioning myself, and I'm like, well, shoot, I don't know. Yeah, he's a deep thinker, man. Yeah. He's definitely a deep thinker. But he's so motivated. Oh, he's there's you don't have to motivate him. He's he motivates no. himself for he's damn so sure. So motivated. Um so the the coaching thing interests me. I, I I I like that a lot. I like the TV, obviously. You're not uh are you out like what were we talking about the other day? Mining like cryptocurrency or something? Oh, it's do that back at home. This is completely foreign to me. Yeah, like it's crazy that it's actually legit because I still own the property in Williston there. And it's like right behind my property. This yeah. company bought, I don't know how many acres it is, but it's just buildings for basically storing data, like crypto mining, your iStorage cloud stuff. And it's, I guess some of the communities don't like it. Half of the guys don't like it, and the other half is about it. And it's, I think it's a whole thing of, not knowing enough about it. And I, I don't know enough about it to even be talking about it, to, right. to right. be honest. But it's, like you said, it's something that it's interesting and it's going on in my backyard, basically. And it's it's cool to be a part of. And they've asked me to come along and try to yeah. teach people about it and like just pass the word on that it's... It's not the stigma that people think it is. Well, one of the things we were talking about is like these these big, basically, I guess you would call them data farms, like these yeah. crypto mining communities yep. are are not only doing all of this data work that I, I know personally nothing about, but the one thing I do know about is they are creating jobs yes, for people. that's it. Like right now, I can't, they got like, four buildings and they got have 40 they look like storage units and right now the oil boom is kind of coming back yeah so it's a good transition into maybe now we're in the crypto or yeah i don't know how what you, the terminology of not oil industry or what you call it yeah. it's just another benefit to the community and growth your guy Ben's been pretty good, huh? Oh, Big Ben. He's my. He's, he's my, not so big anymore, dude. He's no. He weighs, dude. Yeah, I almost he, outweigh him. Honestly, he looks. I think he's one seventy. I'm one sixty five. So for people that don't know, we're talking about Ben Marquis. We we talk a lot about Marquis Metalworks, and you know he he sponsored different things over the years. But you and him have been pretty tight. Our and brothers. So, yeah, and so he is. Uh, he is. How do I say this? He is as excited about your future, I think, as anybody. From the few conversations he's, I've had with Ben, he's excited about life after bull riding for Stetson. Like he just wants for me to be do good. Yep. And like it started out as a sponsorship. Yeah. It grew up into a friendship and now I I treat him like my big brother. If I have any question about 
what I'm going to do next, like business-wise. I've been on the phone with him a couple times now trying to figure out mm-hmm. what path can mm-hmm. I go down and where can I benefit my best, my best potential. And he's just been a great, I don't know, he just knows a lot. Just been a good mentor. Exactly. Friend. Yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome because you, he, you, me, him, we were all on a phone call the other day talking about some things. And, and I, you just, like, I just love people like that. I want to surround myself with people that, like, just want, you just to do want good. everybody to do good. Yeah. I don't and, give a damn if if you do better than me yeah. or whatever. I just want everybody to do good and be happy. Exactly. Everybody just get something out of it and have a good time. Negative people can piss off. <laughs> oh, Sorry. man. Anyways. Yeah. Um, what else? What do you want to talk about? Any is is there anything else? Because like I said, I wanted. No, I just I, I Honestly, was. I've cried. I've drank three beers already. And <laughs> hey, I gotta um, tell you, I don't know where. I I didn't know if we're talking in circles anymore. Off the podcast, I gotta tell you about a friend of ours that had three beers the other night and was tanked. It's an amazing story. I'll tell you off the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'll have to hear. <laughs> Megan that. just told her. Yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. Um, Wrangler guy. Eight oh five. Eight oh five. Ben's Ben's our guy. We're gonna start mining crypto. You're gonna take over the world with hey, a whole if, bunch of data I don't know anything about. If I can do it, heck yeah. It's, Try it. Eventually, it's gonna. We're all gonna just be. Yeah. Cash is not gonna be a thing. Man, I hope you're wrong. I so do I. But I'm afraid to be you're honest. Right. I I think we talked about this last time. I, like I want to be able to give people money, but I want to give money to a human, not a computer. Yes. But I also know that the world is changing. God, I just don't want to change. I'm old. You see the robots cleaning hospitals and stuff. You now? See the robots that are shopping for other for humans in Walmart. It's. How lazy can we get? That's hey, I guarantee. I gotta, I, that's what I'm asking myself. How lazy can we get? What else? Like, someone gonna wipe my butt for me now? Everything I wanted when I was in college, she just said no. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, everything I wanted when I was in college is happening now, and I hate it. Like, I was so lazy, and I didn't want to do anything for myself. And yeah, here I am now. Like, stop. Exactly. Um. Biggest career in your or biggest moment in your career, dude. I don't. I'd have to say probably Chicago. Just yeah. just because that's when it all come together and like I don't know. If, like put everything into perspective. Like I can't remember the years, but I had shoulder surgery. In December of 21, or 20, going, going into 21, yeah. I sat out six months, come back two months in, break my neck in August. Yeah. Get my ass back in the gym. Literally, I was in the gym with my neck brace, just on the treadmill walking, doing something like, yeah, just trying to grind it out. <laughs> and come back... Do all the therapy, do the twenty that twenty one day challenge deal, and doing it right, like I should do it, mm-hmm. and it just getting crushed. Just getting or, I, like that was only four months ago. 
yeah from my neck from me breaking my neck like it's a it's a lot that's that happened all within a year and two months it's crazy when you look back at the timeline because and we talked about this on the last episode you come back from the surgery and like the summer yeah looked good started good yeah everything was rolling it was the neck thing happens but look we will talk about that a million times everything's everything's gonna happen for a reason true um got a brighter future that's right everything's gonna get like i i'm super excited about your future but i gotta ask you this what are you gonna miss the most the locker room the locker room Everybody says that. Being part of the locker room. Fans don't understand that fully, I don't think. But every person I've ever known in especially this sport, that's the thing that always is said. Yeah, it's just like even this week, like I've been in the locker room a lot. Like yeah. I'll go watch my buddies, but other than that I'll sit in there and just shoot the shit, give somebody shit because they didn't try hard enough congratulate somebody that just was 90 something like it's yeah. i don't know you got to be there to experience it i guess it's like, it's hard to explain yeah it's hard to explain but it becomes family like yeah the camaraderie becomes family and it builds a big bond where you know when somebody's telling you something and then you know when somebody's joking and trying to lighten you up and loosen you up you know like it's it's a big brotherhood Honestly, really is really is. Well, now you're into a little brotherhood of TV personalities that are nowhere near as tough uh, <laughs> as the guys in the locker room. But that that's the cool thing. And I, I think you're still going to be able to be uh, a part of that locker room. Try some new things. Still and- live the lifestyle. That's the other thing. Like I'm not getting cut completely off of if I do get the thing. I'm not saying I do. Right. But, but if I do, I get to go and still travel because that's another thing I. I I can't sit at home too long. Tell me about like, it. I like don't get me wrong, I love to get home and be home for like three days and then after that I'm like, okay, I got I need to be somewhere, I need to be doing something. Oh, we say I want a weekend off till about Thursday. <laughs> exactly. And then I start to get a little stir crazy and I start to pace yeah. and yeah, I need to get out, I need exactly. to go do something. It's just it's in it's ingrained in us, it's what we do. It's part of our sister life DNA, man. Like there's no way around it. It's our life. Um, well, it's late. Yeah, I got peace, so you got to wrap this I'm up. I'm really... I'm three beers deep. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I appreciate <laughs> uh, our studio audience for hanging out with yeah. us here tonight. The hottest studio audience hey. ever. Um, but congratulations on an incredible career. Uh, not a bad retiring class. You, Fabiano, Frank Newsom. Hey, I'm any class. I'm just happy. Just happy. And that's uh, cool. Like I said, chapters closed, and now I can go move forward. And I know it's hard. See what's next? I know it's hard, but as a friend, I'm super happy to see you like smiling and ready oh, um, to go kick life's ass. I'm eager to do just to be successful. To be there honest. it is. That's all it is. There it is. And I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to be fun to watch. I know everybody's going to continue to watch on social, which is at Stetson Lawrence, right? Yep. Pretty simple. Um. Ladies, thanks. Stetson, thanks. We'll do it again sometime. I have a feeling Cheers. we're still going to spend a lot of time together. I think so. All right, buddy. Appreciate it, man.